welcome back to Living Life in My 30s. My name's Zoe and today's episode is called Going Through a Restructure and Surviving Redundancy. I've alluded to it before and finally I feel like I'm able to talk about it transparently and honestly I've had a few months off to just digest the process which has been quite a turmoil and talk about it with you guys. I think this is really important for those of you going through it at the moment, those of you who could potentially foresee it in the future and yeah we can digest and go through it together. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, then please do send some feedback to livinglifeinmy30s at gmail.com, but otherwise, just listen away. joining me for this episode everyone. This is a really difficult, honest, authentic, just laying myself on the line here really, uh, trying to help people know what this situation feels like and also to uplift those who are in this situation right now. Redundancy restructures are a really unpleasant thing to go through and an exceptionally worrying time. But I really wanted to do this episode to share my experience and hopefully give those of you going through it or potentially at risk in the future then knowing what it can be like and how I can give my thoughts and feelings on it and how you can prepare yourself in the future. So just for context, you know, you guys know that I try and be as honest and open as possible and I'm going to do that on this episode And I have had a couple of months off and the reason being is because, you know, I'm a human and going through something like this is exceptionally difficult and trying to give authentic, authentic episodes that really don't have as much emotion to it is very difficult and particularly when you're going through that mindset, it's not easy to give the clarity that I feel I can give now and particularly to my podcast which is so special to me that actually I really wanted to deliver content when it was an appropriate time when I felt I was able to and I was able to give you the best context and authenticity I could. So anyway what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of give you an overview of my company uh, without giving names or anything like that. Um, Still very private to me uh, but also give you uh, an idea of what happened the process and giving you the way I was feeling and how I think you guys can prepare yourselves for this situation and also maybe handle it better than I did. Uh, So yeah let's kick off. Um, I'll start with the overview of my situation Uh, So as you guys know, I've absolutely loved my job and I still love my job. Um, I work with a great team, um, some fantastic brains and the company itself, you know, the the values it gives out and uh, the benefits and the fact that I work in such a big company is such a privilege because I'm able to gain, excuse me, I'm able to gain a lot of skills and you know, develop my career and become the best that I can be. 
And I've worked in startups before. I've worked in really random companies where no one really <laughs> knew what was going on. But both sort of all, all of them had similarities in the sense that redundancy was always a risk. And unless you work in the public se sector, for us, it's, you know, it's always in the back of your mind. And that's why I think the the main crux of what I'm trying to say here is, is, is you have to take the personal bit out of it as much as possible because essentially you know when costs come into it as a business you're looking at the costs and the benefits and the strategy and essentially the name and the beautiful Andrea I've just made up a name uh beautiful Andrea who does a great job unfortunately if her job is no longer needed or they can automate it then they're not going to keep on paying that person to do a job that isn't needed and we have to remember that as a baseline fact is business is business and it's difficult because I know that there are a lot of people out there who'll say you know it's not you know and if you work in a company like that that's great from I can only say from my experience is that that generally is not the case because you know if people can't afford to keep you if your job is no longer available then either they can put you in a different department but ultimately the main aim in order to get profit is to put that resource elsewhere or lose it entirely so my situation and because I've been familiar with this sort of set up and I've experienced it before I always knew that redundancy was a risk and I work in such a big company where the strategy is always changing you know very smart people um, looking at how to keep things moving in the right direction and enabling profit here there and everywhere and so I had been expecting it for a while if I'm honest and actually, uh, for me, it was, it wasn't a surprise that I was in this position. And you guys know that I spend uh, a month of the year every year in another country because of my work, which is a fantastic benefit. And I'm ex exceptionally happy about that. And actually, I had been in France, and then I'd taken two weeks off for to basically enjoy being in France so I had six weeks in total and I ended up on the last day uh you know knowing about this redundancy which <laughs> was a bit of a shock to the system because you know I was flying back from from France and knowing this information and it was quite a, a shock to say the least that this was going on and even though I was thought I was mentally prepared, I tell you what, I actually wasn't at all. Uh, I wasn't familiar with how the redundancy process actually works, like the restructure. And I didn't realise how much limbo we would be in. And that situation was really fascinating to me because, because in that moment, I realized I needed to assess my options but also that I couldn't make any hard decisions until the process was over 
So in my situation, so we had about six weeks of this process. So we had group consultations, plus we had individual consultations. And then after the six weeks, those who were at risk would either be leaving or staying. Um, As you can imagine, there are people who are safe. Uh, It's a huge company, so not everyone left. And there was a lot of people at risk and there was a lot of discussions being had. There's a lot of emotion from people and people looking for transparency. Um, because I think for a lot of people, although I don't know how many, um, you know, I have to be absolutely fair here. I have no idea whether people knew it was coming or not. Personally, I didn't. Um, so it was quite a shock to me when, when it actually happened. But on the back of this, the group consultations happened and, you know, I was very much at risk of redundancy. Group consultations happened and then the individual. Um, The crux of what happened to me is that after this six weeks, I ended up keeping my job. So, you know, a six-week process... Uh, during the six-week process, you're thinking, am I going or am I staying? And in that time, you're thinking, should I apply for another job? What should I do? Uh, Should I stay? Um, There's also a, you know, because we get a redundancy package. So in the UK, you get statutory. And I'm not going to disclose the, you know, what uh, the redundancy package was but essentially you know there's we we got minimum statutory which is great but at the same time uh, deciding whether that's going to be enough is a big disc- big decision to decide whether you're gonna have enough money to then look for another job or or not the other reality I was faced with was because if I applied to other jobs, so because this was a six-week process, uh, I had to think about if I applied for jobs and got a job, do I accept? But then at the same time, would I then lose my redundancy package? Because if they ask me to stay, then essentially, you know, do I jump ship as if I'm changing jobs after a company I've been so loyal to? what would work out better and in uh, the city I live in it's a very different scenario to places like London or New York or things like that where there are a huge amount of jobs available and particularly in my industry you know there aren't actually that many and not that many available for people with my qualification set so that was also a big factor in my decision making and how I worked out what I wanted to do and what what I wanted to achieve and there were a lot of people going through that scenario you know there were a lot of people who said actually no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and stay I'm just gonna leave but then at the same time you have a lot of people who are like I need a stable income I need I can't afford to take the risk of you know not having a job for a few months Uh, Because, you know, whatever you get redundancy wise, is that enough to cover the needs that you need uh, in order to survive? Um, It's a really scary situation because 
there's a whole bunch of you going through it. Um, none of you is any the wiser about the conclusion. And six weeks is a long time to be left in limbo. It's a long time to be thinking about what your options are and not being able to take action on it. Because what I did think about was applying to some jobs, but then at the same time, would I want to do that? I did explore those those options and I have to say I, I'm in the lucky position now that I've managed to stay in a company that I've really enjoyed working for and I'm staying with a team who I really, really love. Uh, unfortunately, because of the situation, inevitably I've lost some amazing colleagues, which makes me really sad. Those colleagues, you know, will I've no doubt will go on to bigger and better things, but it doesn't make it any easier that the people you see day to day and some of them who've brought you to the level that you're at now are no longer with the company and no longer in your team and not because they didn't want to be there. I've got to say from this experience, because of the limbo and because of them not knowing, what it did really give to me and why in a way I'm really grateful for the situation and actually the company, you know, posing this to us was because it's now put me in a position where I realise that I need to upskill, that I really need to show my value and my worth. Because uh, a lot through the individual consultations, group consultations, what I really realised was that my voice needed to be heard and that the value of what I bring to the table is I need to really put my feet on the ground, really shout from the rooftops that I... I am good and this is what I know. I think as humans we don't necessarily do that enough. We don't say I I should be staying because. You know, you see it on reality shows. I've been watching The Traitors, which is really good, and people defending themselves and people saying this. And it's not unless you're in those drastic situations like redundancy or in a reality tv show where you shout no I am amazing I am really good at what I do so notice me and I think it's quite a British thing so I don't know whether um, American people or uh, the people across the globe who listen to my podcast might laugh a little bit because I think it is quite a British mindset that we don't really oh no yes I think I'm okay at that and then you always make excuse for yourself you say yeah, I'm all right, but <laughs> um, it's just the classic way we as Brits act. It's like we're ashamed to say that we're really good. And that's certainly something that I've learned from the whole situation is that I need to be more vocal about my achievements and be like, yeah, I am really good. And this is why you should never consider me again for redundancy because essentially you're missing out on a great badass thing. On top of that, I was thinking, okay, so, you know, as I've mentioned before, is redundancy is not a new thing, you know, businesses go through it all the time. And there's no reason to say the, and this isn't against my company, this is about every company, is there's no reason to say this couldn't happen again 
when, I have no idea. But you have to prepare yourself and be ready to shout and defend yourself. But you can lay the foundations to weigh that up. So, for example, you need to think about the skills that you have. Get Build as much as you can. Use the people around you to learn as much as possible. Really think about where you want to be and what you want to achieve. And just use it. Use those beautiful brains you have and go for it and build up your belt so that you have as much ammunition so that when a redundancy restructure happens next time is that you're not unprepared and that actually you can go in confident to interviews and really go for what you deserve because one of the other things that I I certainly was concerned about was if I was made redundant, then going for another job, depending on the time that passed and the money that was sat in my bank in order to fund my lifestyle, how how long before I would lower my salary bracket till I undervalued myself? It's automatic. You pitch yourself high when you've got more confidence. But if you're in the situation where you're like, I need the money or... I'm in a situation of vulnerability, then actually you end up undervaluing yourself and working somewhere where, yeah, you're you're not paid what you're worth. So for me, it was, I could see that happening for myself because basically not because I don't value myself, but because I, one, was nervous about the money, uh, about having a steady income because of my mortgage which is a reality for a lot of people uh, in today's society. So how can you counteract that? Well, my answer is is to gain as much experience and skills and learn as much as possible in order to, to prepare yourself and be as confident as you can be so that you can stave off any last-minute decisions as far as possible. It's really difficult, though, because... Well, as you can imagine, it's a really competitive market. Um, Certainly if you're in those situations. But the main thing that I really, really learn about myself is that to remember my worth and keep my value, um, you can't go far wrong. You've got to do what's right for you, but you really need to get your name out there and really sell yourself uh, in order to benefit from these situations. So I've talked about the main things I've learned from it and I I do just want to make a note and say that you know I did have two months off and my mental health really suffered uh, a lot from this experience. I think it was the lack of purpose, the lack of purpose and realizing that I was completely out of control to a lot of respects, I'm quite a control freak, and that was something that I really didn't enjoy, not knowing my situation. I like to plan. As my friends know, I am a big planner, so for me not to have, you know, the next six weeks outlined to me was really, really tough, and the patience is a virtue. Patience really is a virtue, and actually keeping cool So a lot of my colleagues are really good at that, really good at keeping calm under pressure. 
Um, I do to some extent. Um, I certainly handled it better than I would have done when I was younger. But really in these situations, you really have to keep calm, play it cool, uh, see what is out there for you, see what, what, what hands you're being dealt and make an assessment. Lean on your support, lean on the people you trust in order to make an educated decision. I had a lot of calls with my dad to talk through these processes because, and also my uh, best friends who work in HR, to tell me what, what the hell was going on, what was going through the business mind, and then also what I should be thinking as an employee. So I really benefited in the sense of getting those perspectives because at the time I was just oh, feeling very vulnerable. But listening to actually, okay, so the way the business is thinking is this. And, you know, the way they're going to process it is, process it is this. So I understood the time frames, but also the achievements uh, that were wanting to be made. So I'm here now. I've come through it. And I really wanted to share my experience because I I know that some of you might be going through a similar thing and it is quite a scary time. The main advice I would give you is be patient, assess your skill set, you know, revise your CV, but also remember your worth, remember what value you can bring to the table so that either you can walk away from the place you're in and go keep shouting about your success in order to get something new you know keep yourself competitive on the market but the most important thing is use your resources around you and assess the situation as calmly as possible make sure that you've got people around you who know what's going on because it is difficult please don't get yourself in a pickle financially some people I know of horror stories of people who haven't been there long and certainly people who have been through who haven't even been through their probation period and then are made redundant which is just awful because they don't get any money so please please do reach out to people and you know get that support because no one wants to see you in that position it's a, a certainly a position a lot of people can relate to so yeah just make sure that you can keep as calm as possible and the more people you have on board with you who know what's going on the more that they can help you um I always say that you know you wouldn't bite off the hand that came to feed you so don't do that just take help where you need it particularly in these times in this day and age where so many difficult things are going on and all around the world we need each other so take the help where you can um yeah best of luck to those of you going through the process and if you have been made redundant then and haven't found a job yet keep looking keep your value remember your worth upskill as much as possible use resources online and really just go for it and it'll happen for you at some point.
if anyone wants to ask any questions, then please do reach out. I'll be more than happy to chat and give you my perspective. And if anyone wants to share what happened with them so I can give other people some advice based on your input, then that would be great. I can only give from my side what happened and some of you may relate, but some of you may have very different experiences, very much dependent on companies. But I think the important thing to remember is we're not alone. It happens and we've just got to keep going and remember our value. Speak soon. I'll note to say thank you for listening. And if you do want to chat to me about it, then please do send some feedback to livinglifeinmy30s at gmail.com. But otherwise, I'll talk to you next time.